Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sagerman, and my co-host, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for today? Fouad MIA, Arnold Classic Judging Drama, No Competitor List in Effect, The Last Rep, and much, much more on this week's episode of Access Bodybuilding. Well, Christina, um, I'm back from the Arnold, and uh, I have to tell you, I'm very sick. I haven't been this sick in a while. You know, you were telling me off the air is from just touching too many people. If the crowd's that big, there's probably a lot of sick people uh, yeah. hanging around the show. Well, I, you know, I, you um, when you see old friends, you give them a hug or shake their hand or whatever, um, you know, and then you meet people there, uh, fans and stuff. And I got to tell you, I was really, that was really one of the, the best things about the whole weekend is so many people that I didn't know that listened to Access Bodybuilding with me and you or or Dave's you know, Heavy Muscle Radio or Iron Empire Radio or whatever they, they know me from, maybe just Facebook, coming up and saying congratulations for getting engaged and the baby. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, so that was really great. And I got to meet a lot of our fans. A lot of people asked where you were and stuff. And um, I told them you were prepping for your show uh, two weeks later. And yep. uh, I know a lot of people wanted to see you. I mean, a lot of people mentioned you to me. So uh, you got a lot of fans out there that are, uh, I guess, will be waiting to see you at the Olympia or, or whenever, whatever is next. Huh? I was going to say, I apologize to everyone. I wasn't able to make it. But uh, if you see me at any other show, the good thing is uh, Mike and I are actually going to be able to travel to a lot of shows uh, the rest of the year. So like New York Pro, Pittsburgh, some of the other shows, as well as, of course, the Olympia. So, yes, I promise the next time, the next big time. Promise I will be there. Please accept my apology. Good, good. Uh, well, you avoided getting sick, and I got to tell you, me and Darielle are both pretty sick. And um, you know, Darielle can't take a lot of medicine, so she's feeling even worse than me. Um, so you you probably lucked out in a way because a lot of people got <laughs> sick. P- PJ is sick too. Oh so, my gosh! Um, yeah, you probably lucked out because you were you're well now you're less than two weeks out, but you were two weeks out for your show. And I know I could I've seen the pictures. I put a few of them up on Facebook. You are taking this show more seriously than you've ever taken any show in the past. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not effing around, you know. Believe it or not, I know this isn't on the you know headline uh, list for this week, but I've uh, gotten a lot of uh, I don't want to say scrutiny necessarily, but uh, a lot of uproar and hoopla about the the photo that we posted this week. Um, and I'm not uh, you know bullshitting anyone. That is literally just a week and a half of dieting and, and no cardio, which is why when I tell everyone that I don't diet. Um, the normal 12-week diet, this is why, because that's what I look like after a week and a half of cutting out my sugar, changing around my carbs, eating, you know, more fats and more food. Um, so just to, you know, let everyone know, yes, Michael does know what he's doing and I know what I'm doing. So uh, I will uh, probably soften up quite a bit before the show, but I'd much rather uh, enjoy softening up and eating some cheat meals and some junk food before a show rather than starving myself and doing six hours cardio a week. Uh, well, I think you look awesome, and uh, we're going to talk about the um, the bikini results at the Arnold in just a minute because that that actually brings up a, you know these kind of tie together with you being as lean as you are. This is a look that I that I like, and it hasn't been really frowned upon. Some shows, as you know, we see girls that are uh, you know that have abs and are very tight, and then other shows like this Arnold where we see girls that are um, surprisingly you know soft. Sure. Um, so we'll talk about that in just a minute. But the first on our list is Fuad Abiyad MIA. And um, I'm assuming you heard a little bit about this, Christina? A little bit, yes, yeah. yes. So um, basically, let me paint the picture for people listening who don't know what we're talking about. Um, Fuad Abiyad, obviously, um, third place at, at the Flex Pro Show. And um, a lot of people thought that he should have won that show. Uh, a lot of people. So he was um, favored 
not necessarily to make top six at the Arnold, but he was he was looked at heavily by a lot of people. I think you had him in your top six, actually, for your predictions. I did. I had him at about sixth place, yeah. yes. So there are um, a lot of people were thinking that. And to be honest with you, you know, I emailed him back and forth and I told him, you know, you know, take this next two weeks crazy serious. And, you know, like if you remember, uh, it's a while ago, but Chris Cormier beat uh, Flex Wheeler at the, um, at the Ironman. And then two weeks later at the Arnold, uh, Flex killed it with cardio and died at crazy hard and ended up beating Chris two weeks later in front of the same judges, basically, at the, at the Arnold. And I told that to Fuad, and I'm sure he did that. But for whatever reason, it didn't it didn't work out, and he did he did end up losing regardless to uh, the guy I know he wanted to beat. You know they they say they don't have really a rivalry, but I know you got two good pro bodybuilders <laughs> from Canada, Fuad sure. and, and Ben Pakowski. You know obviously Ben in fourth place, you know world beater this week. But this is what happened. So the first round, the prejudging is in the morning. They go out there, they do their posing, the callouts. Fuad is not in the first callout. Ben is. Um, Fuad is up there in the second callout, and he's pushing. Um, uh, Lionel Bicky pretty hard in that uh, sixth place, um, so we didn't know really what was going to happen. Now the, the, later that night, they come back, they do their posing routines, and a lot of people felt like Fuad did enough to push past uh, and be in that sixth place in, a, in the sixth place spot, uh, which is a money spot. You know, there's a ten thousand dollar difference between seventh and sixth place. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, Fuad did not show back up for the comparison rounds. Apparently what happened was um, after his posing round, he didn't think he was going to get called back up. So he put his clothes back on. He didn't know or he or he was unaware that there was going to be a comparison round. So he put his clothes back on and immediately left the building and just jetted out of there. And, wow. Um, so actually what ended up happening was um, when he was being called out, you know, uh, we were actually there. Uh, I was in the front and you could hear him, you know, literally being called uh, again and again um the judge the head judge um uh jim raquel calling for him fuad abiyad fuad abiyad and he didn't come out and i was like oh my god turns out um when that was happening his contest prep coach chad nichols started calling him on the phone and he answered the phone right away like totally not like you know no idea what's going on oblivious and uh, chad said where are you and he said i'm going back to the hotel and he told him, get back here right now. And he must have figured it out quickly and hung up and started coming back, but didn't make it in time. And mm. uh, basically, this was a um, huge miscalculation. A lot of people on the Internet, Christina, are saying, like, you know, did he do this purposely? Was he that upset that he wasn't going to beat Ben or wasn't going to be in the top six that mm. uh, he just purposely chose? He was pissed off enough to just be like, fuck it. And I'm leaving. Um, what do you think? I don't think so. I think it was probably a uh, very honest mistake on his part. It's an unfortunate mistake. I don't think uh, it was because he was that upset. You know what? I don't think so either. I know. I don't know. I can't say me and Fuad are friends or anything, but I know him well enough to know that this is a guy who takes his um, his bodybuilding is a business to Fuad for for, for sure. Right. He takes his career seriously, and yes. there's almost nothing worse you can do career wise than to walk away from a show without completing it. You know what I mean? And uh, he just got signed with SciTech. He's a weeder athlete. Uh, you know, obviously, this is an invite contest, Arnold. So, you know, walking away pissed off, um, really bad move, especially considering I, I, I don't, you know, it's not my place to say for sure, but I could tell you, you know, with some pretty decent certainty that he would have been in sixth place beating Lionel Bicky. So this is also a costly mistake for him. 
and that's the unfortunate thing. And I, I really don't think, you know, just from, um, and like you said, I don't know him even as, as well as you might, but just, you know, from the um, persona that he gives off, I just don't think he'd be the type of guy that would walk out on um, being that angry. There are some bodybuilders who I feel like would be angry and would storm out uh, because they were pissed probably. But uh, he just doesn't strike me as one of those. So, um, oh God, though, it, it does suck, though, when, you know, you could have potentially been in that spot and walked home with the paycheck um that's that's the most unfortunate thing i think yeah you know i have a question i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you see what your opinion is and i'll give my opinion after the arnold uh, committee obviously fuad is um is now a i think it's safe to say he's a top 10 guy or right in right in that area in the top 10 he's somebody who if he applies next year to the arnold you would imagine he would be invited because of this even though maybe it was an honest mistake because of this do you think he'll be invited next year I don't think so. Um, I think, or I mean, I don't think he wouldn't be invited. I think they would still allow him to compete. But I, I think he would have to go through the right um, avenues to clear up the uh, unfortunate circumstance. Um, if he went to, you know, um, the officials and let them know honestly what had happened, um, if he doesn't do that, then yes, I think there's a chance that they wouldn't let him compete. But if he's showing true remorse, if he's doing a full explanation of what happened um, and is being you know forthcoming and very open and honest about it, then I think there's a chance that yes, they'd still let him compete. What you do know, you think? I, you know, this is the this is the problem, Christina. In my mind, is that this is the Arnold Classic. It's a very big show. It's not like a Europa show or something where you maybe you do a bunch of them in your career. You know, some people I think you'd be considered most people would be consider themselves lucky to be there at all. So um, let's just put you in this in this position. You're there. You're competing in this, uh, you know, momentous, uh, monumental show. You're backstage. Your posing routine's done, or you go out for your comparisons. Would you rush to leave even when you were done, or would you kind of soak it up and like be friendly with other people, talk to the media people, maybe try to get an interview, you know, take some pictures, you know what I mean? Like, or would you bust out of there right away as soon as you can? I don't know. I probably wouldn't bust out of there as soon as I can. However, I'm thinking back to the Olympia, right? When I did the Olympia, Mm -hmm. um, as soon as, you know, our, our final part was done because, you know, you, you do your, your walk and then you leave, even if you're in the, not in the top six, you still have to go out and then you leave. I I did leave right away. Mm -hmm. Um, were you the first person out of there? You think? I don't know if I was the first person out of there. Um, there were a few other people who probably were there before me. If you're trying to meet up with a family member, if you're trying to you know, go somewhere so you could eat, it depends on what time it is. Um, but it, it, however, when you, you know, put it in that perspective, it does make it sound a little fishy yeah. um, that he would be you know, sprinting out of there. If, it, was he the first one that left? Yeah, yeah, of course he was. Everybody else was back on stage. So yeah, he was the he was the first one out of there. Not to mention he could have sat. I mean, if it were me, I guess. Now this is just me, and I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because I really don't sure. believe that he did this purposely. But if if I'm playing devil's advocate, I, I think to myself, wouldn't I want to go see the rest of the show? Like, wouldn't I watch the screen or go and sit in my? Because he has a seat, you know. Why not go sit in his seat? You know, maybe with Chad Nichols, his contest prep guy, and hang out and watch. You know, the other guys compete. I know he's a huge fan of bodybuilding, so like, what's the rush to run out of there? That that's the only thing that I wonder if they're going to look at this and uh, look at it with more suspect than maybe me or you would. I mean, somebody who doesn't know Fuad at all, you know, when Jim Lorimer looks at this thing, he might not 
he might not know Fuad from a hole in the wall other than this is a guy who competes in my show, you know? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I, when you put, when you put it that way, um, it does throw up some red flags. Um, if you don't know Fuad and you don't know the, the type of person, cause he's not the type of guy, you know, how many guys, you know, there are some out there that they, they talk smack or, you right. know, they're a little, they're a little outwardly cocky and it's fun and it's friendly competition. And you know, that's just their personality. Well, Fuad doesn't do that. So you just don't get that vibe that he'd be, that type of guy um he may have just been done and tired and ready to go home and i'm sure he may he probably wasn't ecstatic with where he thought he was going to place and was just like you know what i might as well just leave it's not a big deal um so it could have been a little bit of both maybe right well let's talk about some arnold classic judging drama now i um i would say that there's a little bit of drama with the men's bodybuilding um being that a lot of people had Dennis Wolf winning. Some people had Evan Santapani, like myself, had Evan Santapani winning. Um, and then a lot of people agreed with Branch winning. So there wasn't th- as much drama there because it did kind of flip-flop. But I, I, what did you think? Did you think that there was drama with the men's? I, I don't think there was too much drama. Um, I think um, Branch winning did surprise some people. And I think there was a little bit of controversy if, you know, he really should have won or not. But I think everyone was pretty much on an equal playing field, um, whether it was, you know, uh, Branch's uh, disproportion or, or lack of symmetry with his legs versus someone else's uh, lack of conditioning or maybe holding in their lower back or whatever it was. Everybody had a little bit of weakness, so it wasn't like one was way far out there than the other. So I feel like everybody was, for the most part, on the same playing field personally. Yeah. I, agree, I agree with you. I think that, um, like I said, I had Evan winning, but Evan was a little flat. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people had Dennis winning, Wolf, and uh, his back, his glutes and his back weren't all the way there, and he faded right. a lot. Branch, uh, there was a little asymmetry in the legs. His lower back was holding water. But all in all, none of them were perfect, and none of them like blew any of them out. You know what I mean? It wasn't sure. like It wasn't like a blowout. But if you look at the women's stuff, the women's judging, um, we have a little bit more um, drama, in my mind at least. Uh, especially with the bikini. And then there was a, a good little bit with the fitness as well. Now, the female bodybuilding, I don't think there was as much drama. I personally would, would like to have seen Elena. Uh, Elena, how do you say her last name? Pa- I think it's uh, I think it's Popa. Popa, yeah, that's right. Popa. Elena Popa. I would have liked to have seen her. She was actually um, sexy. I was like, wow, she's kind of hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, and I, I would love to see female bodybuilding to look, go towards that. But um, I wouldn't think there was a whole lot of drama there. Let's talk about bikini first since that's your... That's your uh, your stuff over there. So, um, <laughs> what do you <laughs> stuff over here? Yeah, that's that's your that's your gig. So, what is um, what do you want me to start, or you want to tell me your opinion of this judging? Um, you you can start you can start with this one. We talked a little bit about it on on Muscle Girls, but you can you can kind of start with this, and I'll let you know what I think. Okay, so fifth place on Nathalia Mello, fourth place Jamie Baird. Uh, third place was uh, what? Um, Nicole Negrani. Nicole Negrani, Miss Olympia. Second place, India Polino. And then the winner, uh, which was the big surprise, uh, coming back, this is our first bikini winner, uh, Sonia Gonzalez. Okay, so I'm going to start with Sonia. Um, Sonia Gonzalez, to me, had a very, a distension in her abdomen that was distracting. Um, so nothing else mattered after that. So I see this distension, and to me, that puts her way out of winning right off the bat. Um, it was obvious, you know, she has kind of like a high rib cage. So yeah. the distension makes, it looks even more evident, especially from the side coming straight on. She's good. 
Um, from the side of any way, I see a distension, and that, that immediately marks her way down. Um, you know, you compare the, the butt on her compared to the butt on a lot of other girls when we're looking from behind. Something like Nathalia Mello destroys her from the back because she has a tiny little butt. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I was not impressed. I didn't think her condition was that great. I didn't think it was, you know, some. I looked at some of the judging critiques uh, where uh, Sandy Rinelli said that, 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 you know, you should, these girls should shoot like Sonia. If you're going to be harder or softer, it's better to be softer, which I was like, what? Better to be, you know, I, I don't, I, I kind of didn't get it because, like, not only is she not really softer because she has veins in her arms and her shoulders are capped, um, she, she's distended. So, like, you know what I mean? I mean, that, that's what, that's what a- I saw. It's a little different with Sonia um, because she holds a little more muscle, um, especially up top, than a lot of the other girls do. Um, especially because you know she she came from figure, so you know she she of course has a little bit more muscle in her shoulders and in her arms. Um, and but but however, you know, even though she she is a little bit vascular, it's not that she's super, super hard and shredded or anything. Um, so she kind of has one of those in between physiques where she can be a little more muscular. But at the same time, it's not like she's got abs coming up from or uh, I'm sorry, has veins coming up from her abs or, you know, is borderline figure. I think she's somewhere kind of in between um, the, the hard and the soft look that the, like the uh, soft look that they want. Um, or a little bit of muscle. Yeah, she's a little vascular, but she's still kind of soft. So I, I'm thinking that's why um, they awarded her that way. Why would um, they? Why would they put her in front of um, Miss Olympia when Miss Olympia looked identical um, to how she did at the Olympia? What would be the rationale? I don't know. Maybe they're just wanting um, a different look this time around um i wasn't there i don't know how the stage presence was you know i i can't give you a hundred percent critique these are also the girls that i compete against um but uh i that's that's what i'm thinking um because she's a little bit you know softer i'll even say than uh than nicole negrani so maybe that's what you know they're they're preferring maybe they should put jamie barrett up there for the win then because jamie was softer uh than uh than um, Negrani, Negrani but, uh, yeah. but she had a, a butt, a small waist, no mm-hmm. no distension, still a pretty girl, and uh, I would have had her. I mean, I would have had honestly I had any of those girls I just said ahead of Sonia Gonzalez. Not, I mean, I'm not critiquing. I'm not saying anything bad about her as a person, obviously, but in bikini, I just don't. I don't see it. Like I've been to enough of these. I've been to every pro show almost. So like I don't get what where this thing changed. Unless they had a unless they said beforehand, let's change the whole criteria of this thing. Because um, how I look at it in the past to now, this doesn't make any sense. So it was a very strange thing. Dave said um, maybe they just decided. This is Dave's theory: is they decided they at first they liked Sonia and that was the that was their model, and then they went to Nicole Negroni, and now they just decided, you know what, Nicole Negroni wasn't better than Sonia, so let's go back to Sonia. The one, the one that did surprise me was a Juliana Danielle, and yeah. she always she always looks great, and she plays sixth. And um, while that is still a very huge accomplishment for someone to place top six um, at the Arnold, and um, I, I've always liked her look, and she looks a little more athletic. Um, she's still a little hard; she's got a little bit of muscle, but you know she's a little bit harder than maybe Sonia. But she does hold some muscle, and it looks like you know the the girls that were a little bit further ahead of her just just don't have a whole lot of defined muscle other than Sonia. I don't know. Um, That's weird too, because Juliana Danielle, that's the best she ever looked. I would have had her ahead of Sonia too. 
I, I think she absolutely deserved to be minimum top three. I think um, Juliana Danielle looks great. But that's that was the only one that kind of threw me off um, because she was a little more muscular and a little harder than the rest of the top five girls. Um, that That's kind of where I wasn't sure where the disparity was where, you know, how soft is too soft and how much muscle is too much muscle, yeah, you know? I, I think- and, and I think that's, that's where we almost need, we almost need a physique, one bikini competitor where a judge says that's too much muscle. Uh, we don't like that specifically yeah, um, but because it changes, you know, right. I, but I'm saying that that would be very nice for someone to see that way they know what to aim for and what not to. Right. Right. Okay. Um, next on our list, fitness, Adela Garcia wins with straight ones, not only winning the physique round, but also winning the uh, fitness round with, with straight ones. Her physique was great. Um, her fitness round was okay. Did you uh, did you watch all the uh, fitness yes, um, uh, routines? Yes, I was in the front row for prejudging, and uh, we were uh, close to the front for the um, for the night show. Okay. So um, the routine, her routine was okay. It wasn't bad by any means. But it wasn't good. You know, it wasn't like super good. You know, Oksana's was better. There's a few that were better. Um, so that was a surprise. You know, the thing about it is, is I just don't think Adela is going to ever lose until she decides to retire. Because there's... You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, um, uh, you know, Guy Cicerino's girlfriend. Um, I meant girlfriend. Wife. Bethany Cicerino. Wife. Yeah, ba- wife. Her physique uh, was great. And her routine was very good. She... And they always critique her for saying... She does too much tumbling and not in, like more gymnastics and not enough dancing. She did more dancing this time. Her tempo of her routine was very fast, and she got destroyed by Adela. I think uh, got significantly point wise got destroyed. You know, so um, it's one of those things we've had um, Bethany and I, I've talked with her many times before. We've had her on Muscle Girls before, and of course she has the bag the the, prof- the gymnastics background. She coaches gymnastics and everything, and the judges always tell her while well, her her tumbling is perfect and routines. You know, regarding her tumbling and and um, all the technical side of the fitness routine is perfect, but she's not a dancer, she's not a performer, and that's where she's always struggled. So, um, you know, she I do know that is one thing that she is constantly working on, especially when you're up against Adela Garcia, who is a firecracker right. on stage. Um, it's it's hard to compete with that, even if you do have a dance background and tumbling background. So, I do know um, that is one thing that Bethany she's gotten much better at. I will say this: she has very much improved in adding a little more pizzazz to her. Um, um, her routines because her physique is phenomenal and she looks absolutely great. Um, it's just always tough when you don't have that dance background like someone like Adela does. Um, Christina, what do you think about what do you think about Oksana Grishina? Will she be our next fitness Olympia? I'm thinking I'm thinking she might. Honestly, um, she, she's got a, she's got the look. Um, I think she's beautiful. Um, I, I think she could definitely possibly be, uh, be the next one. Yep. And she has developed quite a following. I don't know. Um, I wasn't even aware of this. I was looking at the numbers of our, um, the amount of times our video interviews were watched and she's actually, her interview, uh, post contest with Dave was watched more than any other video this entire weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, um, people are watching. I guess people from all around the world are interested in Oksana. She's an amazing performer, a very pretty girl also. Uh, how old do you know if she's she's mid thirties, right? Thirty three, thirty four? Yeah, I, I think somewhere around there. I know that she has um I think twelve 
years of gymnastics uh, competitions under her belt. Mm. Um, and, you know, she grew up in, uh, in Russia. And um, I, think, I think her and her, uh, her family opened a gym in Russia, like back in 2002. Um, and that's kind of where the whole working out and everything started. Um, that's kind of where she began. Um, and, of course, back then, you could really – she didn't consider fitness right away. She considered bodybuilding. Um, but then, you know, as, as she saw the fitness competitions, that's when she made the switch. So she does have a very, uh, a very uh, extensive gymnastics background, but she's still able to add the personality and the dance and all of the flair, if you will. Um, like, you know, unfortunately, like some of the other competitors just can't. Christine, any other comments about the Arnold this weekend, the coverage you watched and everything? Got any other observations for us? No, I think um, I think I think everybody did a good job. Um, you know, I well, was it at, at the Arnold or you guys were having problems with the uh, the internet, right? And um, yeah, it, we had is that it. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had problems the whole the whole time. I mean, the um, the the problem with these places, <laughs> what they've done, I guess it's a good business move in a way. I mean, if you don't tell people in advance, is they want people to buy the Wi Fi for a hundred dollars. So what sure. they do is they have some kind of device in there that makes the air cards, the G3 cards, even in your phone, not work. Um, so the internet does not work inside of the uh, convention center at all. Um, I can't <laughs> send text messages or anything. It's very, very convenient. I was just saying that despite the fact that you guys were having all these problems, the coverage was great. Uh, even, even, even considering that I was uh, very avidly on my phone um, using the the forum app, um, looking at all the coverage. So I will say you guys did a good job, despite the fact that you know you had no you had no internet usage almost. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Christina. We're going to go to a commercial break. We'll be back with both me and you talking about no competitor lists in effect in just a moment. Got it. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding, Bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy. Your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop. Physique Nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular
Cellular Hydration Water. Hydrolyze Ultra Water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. All right, Christina, we are back. Access Bodybuilding. And uh, we're going to talk about no competitor list in effect. Um, you know, throughout the year, last year, this year, years from the past, go to IFBBPro.com. And you can look at the competitor lists a few weeks in advance as it starts to add up. You know, we'll see a few more people, a few more people until it comes to that last minute deadline where it'll be the final list. And as you know, the rule changed recently where it's up to the the actual promoter to put the list on IFBBPro.com. And if you look right now, you'll see John Lindsay has opted to put his bikini list up there for uh, this weekend. I think he's got nine people on there. But the rest of the lists have, are not there. And uh, Jack Tony show that you're doing no list. Um, there's no list yet from Tony's show in Australia or anybody else at this point. Um, what do you think of that? You know, um, from a competitor standpoint, um, yeah, I guess you can look at it two ways from a competitor standpoint and a, uh, promoter standpoint. So I'll say from the competitor standpoint, it's, uh, not, we, I'll say not, not a good idea. If I'm only looking at it from the competitor standpoint. Why? Why is it not? Because you're thinking now with the new qualification standards um, that you need to win a show instead of placing top three. If you look at the list and you see that a top name has entered a show, let's say you're a guy and um, you are thinking about doing this, uh, you know, Mr. So-and-so show. And you look at the list and you see that Evan Centipani is doing the show. Um, you're probably thinking, or you could be thinking, you know what? I'm not going to do that one. Maybe I could do the one before. Maybe I can do the one after, pick a different show, because I'm going to guess that this guy is going to look freakish, or if it's Ben Pakulski or somebody, he's going to come in looking freakish and is going to take first place. There's no way I, I'm going to be able to qualify even if I bust my ass. So maybe there's no point in me doing the show. That's, you know, the the con. The, the pro, however, is... You know, if you don't know the name the the names of those, even if you do have someone like a Pokolsky doing the show and you and you you do it as well, and you have no idea he's doing it, you still have the chance to stand up next to one of the best guys in the world and at least get a look and at least be compared to someone like that. Um, that's probably the pro and con when it comes to a competitor standpoint, in my point of view. So it's, it's bad because you, you think eh, it may not be worth doing it. I can't qualify. Why am I going to bother? Kai Green's going to do it. It's pointless. However, it lets you have the chance to, you know, you, you'd still be 
up there standing next to these guys and possibly getting compared right next to him and getting in a call out, um, which just gives you a little bit more time in the spotlight as well. So that's that's from the competitor end on my end. All right. And then from the promoter end? I'll say from the promoter end, it's a great idea. <laughs> um, if I was a promoter, I wouldn't put the list out either. Um, I feel like uh, for the same reason, if I, if I know that Kai Green is going to do the show, um, that means, like I just said, some people may not do it. And therefore, you're not going to get that many people doing the show. Or not as many competitors as you might if you kept the list private. So um, if I was a promoter, I would not uh, make the list public personally. Hmm. Well, this is what's going on. I mean, a lot of competitors are thinking the same way as you are. I'm sure. What are your, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, like you said, I mean, all the things that you said were, were valid. The only thing that I, I wonder is when the promoter doesn't put it out, the one bad thing is if unless if he has a really big name athlete and he doesn't tell anybody, he might not sell as many tickets. You know what I True. mean? Yep. So that's the that's the downside. If you have a bunch of decent guys, then it definitely doesn't make sense to put the list out there because you know, um, let's say Mike Mike Libertori, your your uh, boyfriend is doing the show or he's considering doing the show, and he sees Cedric McMillan. Now he might be like, "Well, what are my chances of beating Cedric?" Cedric's not a a name that would necessarily get. You know, like a Kai Green that would get tons of people at the show. Not that Cedric wouldn't get anybody, but you know what I mean. Um, right. But it might be enough to have Mike be like, "Nah, I'll wait till uh, Tijuana then," because he's not doing that one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I could, I definitely see your point. I think it's bad for us, for the media people, for sure, because now we don't know who's doing it. I mean, I, that, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> that was my uh, my my other other uh, part of the triangle. There's the competitor, the promoter, and then um, when I'm getting ready to interview folks that are getting ready to compete, and I have no idea who's on the show. However, with the way that uh, social media is nowadays. Um, I'm sure you could find at least a few people that are announcing that they're doing a show, whether it's for, um, you know, publicity reasons, whether it's on behalf of their sponsor or whatever magazine they're doing. They're kind of letting everyone know they're doing the show. Um, for example, I've told everyone that I'm doing the St. Louis Pro. I've posted photos. I've shared the link to the show. Um, there's, you know, I know Jennifer Andrews is doing it. So you kind of hear people through the grapevine. And that's it looks like we're going to have to do it the old fashioned way. Um, well, as old fashioned as you can with Facebook and Twitter. So. <laughs> Who else is doing your show other than uh, other than you and Jennifer Andrews? That's all that I'm sharing. Oh, really? And the list about, is the, li- the list is private. <laughs> what about uh, what about what other divisions he has? Two twelve and then women's physique division. Is that I think right? he's got uh, two twelve and uh, physique. I don't I don't believe. Oh, fitness. I'm sorry, fitness as well. Yeah, you know anybody who's doing fitness. those? That I don't know. I uh, know of a handful of girls who are considering. Um, uh, physique, but I haven't gotten the yes, 100%. I am doing it. Um, now that the deadline has been extended, they still have, you know, about another five to six days that they can still say they, you know, they it'll, can jump in. It'll be interesting to see the 212 guys because nobody showed up for Striker show. You know, he had four people. So it'll be interesting to see if this show is also a bust as far as the 212 guys go. That makes it pretty scary for the rest of the season for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Australia, we have uh, rumors of Dennis Wolf. Uh, I believe Branch Warren has signed on 100%. There's a bunch of names floating around. I talked to Ben Pokolsky. Looks like he's not going to be doing it as far as he knows at this point. Uh, I don't think Evan is planning on doing it. Um, and uh, I know he was hoping, Tony was hoping to have Lionel Bicky. Maybe he'll do it. I'm not sure. So that it's, it's once again, it's up in the air. He says he's going to release his list for sure on Monday. So he has decided to release it at some point. 
I do know, uh, actually, this week we have Aaron Stern on Access Body. Or Access Body. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, it's too late and I'm dieting. There we go. Uh, Muscle Girls Inc. this week, and she is going to be doing uh, his show in Australia right. for sure. Also, Nicole Wilkins. Yep. I guess we should have mentioned that back at the Arnold Classic judging, judging drama. I felt like that was the most... Um, I, I was focusing on bikini because of you, but the most... Um, the most drama or the most the strangest judging call of the whole weekend to me was having Nicole Wilkins, the softest I've ever seen her, winning a figure. That, that was a surprise, and that's what made me think they're wanting a little bit of a softer look all the way around. Um, you know, it, it's one of those it's one of those things that nothing is ever a sure thing, um, even even when you think they absolutely deserve it. You know. Yeah, Nicole Wilkins was softer, less muscle, smaller. Uh, totally just not not in shape. And it was actually, you didn't see this, Christina, because you weren't there, but Candace Keene, who I thought easily won the whole show, uh, beating, although I would have had less problem with Aaron winning than Nicole winning, uh, I thought that Aaron convincingly lost to Candace Keene. Um, and when she was, when Aaron, I mean, I'm sorry, when Nicole and Candace were standing next to each other off to the side, you know, I was looking at them off to the side um, when the other callouts were going on and prejudging, and it almost looked like Nicole and, and Candace were doing a different, uh, a different whole sport altogether. Like Nicole mm. looked like, um, you know, a girl that's just in good shape, regular girl in good shape, and uh, Candace looked like she was doing a show. You know, it was that big a difference. Yeah, though I think the one that surprised me the most that I was honestly most most happy about was seeing Heather D's in the top five. Yeah, um, I thought this was you know one of the times where she's looked um, amazing. Um, I think she's got a great look to be up there, and I, I was very very happy. Um, the same thing when I saw Juliana Danielle at least in sixth. Um, I was very thrilled to see Heather D's in um, in fifth place because I think she's beautiful. She, I said on Muscle Girls this week, I think she's one of the hottest uh, figure girls out there. And uh, I think she definitely deserved to be um, to get some recognition this time. So despite the disparity with the other gals, I was happy to see Heather in fifth. Yeah, well, um, she definitely she belonged up there. I noticed that a lot of those figure girls were skinnier. Um, That's one of the things uh, Darielle noticed. Dave noticed it looked like as a whole, the figure girls were smaller, were skinnier. That would be the best word. They weren't. Interesting. Yeah, it was very strange. A lot of them, like Teresa Anthony, they just look skinnier, like less muscle in general, which was a little bit uh, surprising. Um, the next um, t- topic on our list is the last rep. Um, this one I'm pretty sure you haven't heard of, Christina. This is a, a new show. Am I right or wrong? Uh, you are correct. Ah, all right. This is a new show um, that Bob Ciccarello is putting out. It's a uh, almost like a sports center TV show um, that he's trying to put out with um, Peter McGuff. They put out their first episode this week. And Peter McGuff, obviously, is um, the former editor of Flex Magazine, um, worked with Joe Weider for over 20 years, just an absolute all-around great guy, uh, one of my favorite guys in bodybuilding, period. And um, they're put together this show that is very reminiscent. I'm sure it's supposed to be modeled off of Sports Center, but for bodybuilding. And um, it's a very interesting show. I'm very curious to see if this um, this means of the media doing it strictly on youtube if he'll be able to make enough money to keep this thing going because it's a 45 minute show wow yeah okay with hmm. a set I, with a set and everything i mean that's a it's, a it's a cool idea um i guess you could still you could still use it even if it's on youtube you know i'm trying to think of when um you know people listen to our show people listen to other radio shows they download them you know and listen to them on their their ipod or their ipad while they're doing cardio for example you can still do that um and just by pulling up a youtube link so um 
I, I think it, I think it, it could probably go pretty well. Well, he can sell advertising on it for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. The problem, Christina, is um, this is one of the downsides of using YouTube. There's a good like rule of thumb um, when you're editing and making videos, or I guess even I suppose it it works for the last rep as well. Is that if a video is more than 15 minutes, it's going to be very difficult to keep somebody's attention. And when there is a long video even if it's 15 minutes, every 30 seconds or so, you need to have something different on the screen. So to just have Bob and Peter sitting there for a majority of the show, that makes it very difficult for most people to watch like that in that format. You know, like if you're downloading it off of iTunes or paying for an episode and you can sit there and watch it on your um, your computer, your laptop, your iPad, whatever, I, I feel like that's easier than doing it on YouTube where if you, you know, you possibly change the screen or something, you know, it's gone. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the, I, I, the show itself is good, interesting. Bob is great. Peter's great. But will it work on YouTube? And will it keep somebody's attention for 45 minutes? Are there enough bodybuilding fans to watch something like this regularly for 45 minutes on YouTube? I don't know. Possible. That is possible. Well, I watch it, but I'm I'm uh, uh, rare. You know, I, I know that most people that are into bodybuilding don't have the attention span to do something like that. <laughs> you, know? you you got better attention attention span than a twelve year old, so I think it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm really I have to watch. You know, I'm interested, so it's, it's sure. give me more material. Um, but uh, Christina, in reality, this is a short show for this week. I'm not feeling well. I wanted to put something out. Dave, uh, you know, Dave on Heavy Muscle Radio yesterday uh, made a good point that we haven't missed. It. It's actually two days ago we did it. Um, we uh, haven't missed a show in a long, long time, so I felt like. You know, he just said that, so I shouldn't like jinx it and not do a show. You know, <laughs> probably you're a trooper. I tell you. Thank you, thank you, Christina. Yes, you're. Welcome. I'm glad you appreciate that. No problem. So, Christina, <laughs> what what was on Muscle Girls Week Inc. this week? Uh, this week uh, we just did, you know, the uh, Arnold wrap up and uh, talked a little bit about, ironically, the photo that was posted uh, me uh, today. And actually, uh, Diana and I talk about the type of training that we ourselves do. So um, the differences between uh, her type of working out, my type of working out, and what we feel is best, and uh, just some good info in there. And then, of course, very, very, very excited, Erin Stern. The first time she is coming on to Muscle Girls Inc. with me and Diana. Uh, she's made one other appearance before. Um, but this week uh, we talked for, with her for a long time, excuse me, and uh, she's always fun to talk to. Uh, super cool, super nice laid back, and it was a really fun interview. So um, you'll get to know Aaron a little bit uh, better by listening to uh, this episode with her. Um, Christina, you know, if people end up being right and you're too muscular and too hard, I don't think so. But let's say you are uh, for a bikini. You always said that you would move up to figure. Is that still the case? Here's the problem. I would probably have to be 150 pounds off season in order to be a decent figure competitor when I diet. Not necessarily I'm, because you stay I'm, so lean. I'm five seven and a half though. Um, and as we saw, even what Sandy had said about Teresa Anthony, she's so tall. When you're a taller competitor, you need more muscle and you need to fill out a lot more. And um, I know that I would be in that same position. So um, if the judges, I, I've always said that I will, you know, keep the look that I like and I will keep adding muscle and enjoy looking athletic and looking fit. And I, I like how I look. Um, and until the day the judges tell me I am too muscular, then that's when I decide whether to add more and uh, move up to figure or kind of scale down just a touch and maybe not be as hard and not really diet too much and maintain where I am. So this will kind of be the show, I think, um, where people will tell me to do one or the other. What, do you, the what other. do you weigh in those pictures? 
I'm about 125. 125. Well, I can tell you Candace Keene shorter than you, but she was 128 on stage. And right. So that gives you an idea. You know, you're you're not that far away from that. I'm not that far away from that, but I also don't have thick, dense muscle either. I'm going to have to see um, you do some figure poses. Yeah. It's, I'm, here's the other problem. As I've been told a million times, I have a longer torso because yeah. I'm so tall. Um, so that's the unfortunate thing. I don't have that beautiful V taper because I'm five, seven and a half and it just doesn't happen. I'd have to change my training um, a little bit and I'd really have to try to bring my lower lats in like crazy because I just don't I just don't have that taper. Um, in clothes, it looks like I do. Throw a tank top on me, I can bust out, you know, my, my, my lats flared. But um, it's just one of those things. I will be softer than probably than, than the pictures uh, that were posted today. But hell, I'd rather uh, cheat my way into a show rather than uh, kill myself with cardio. I think so. you look good. I think that it doesn't just because that would apply for one person it's funny because it's this sounds stupid but in bikini just because one look doesn't work for one girl you know doesn't mean that it won't look work for you i mean i look at your partner in crime there uh uh diana when she was with her abs and everything she did good she got second place right right and that and she was as lean she's not you're no leaner than she was at that show right right and and that's that's the thing um you know i I've never been one that has had uh, very defined abs anytime I've competed um, this year or this last year. When I did figure my, my first two shows, I had shredded abs because I legitimately dieted for a, a quite a bit of time. Um, so this is the first time I know that I'm capable of looking like that. But um, the judges had always told me before I was pretty muscular and pretty hard and just stay like that. So I never took the extra mile to diet any harder because I didn't want to get marked down for that. Um, however, this last go around, I was told I needed to be tighter and harder and, uh, and, and to lose seven pounds, I was told. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing exactly what the judges say because you know, I definitely take what they say to heart and I'm going to listen and then see if they like you know the physique that I present on stage. And honestly, I like how I train. I like how I eat. I like how I look. And that's most important to me. I got to live with myself every day. Absolutely. And on that note, we will end the show. A very, inspira- a very inspirational note. <laughs> that, is, that is access bodybuilding for this week. Contact Christina, C-R-I-S-T-N-A at rxmuscle.com. Aaron Sagerman, Jubaka at rxmuscle.com. Feel better, Aaron. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I got to go right. to Australia. I got to leave for LA on Friday morning. So let's hope that I'll be uh, I'll be better by then. Fingers crossed. Yep. All right, Christina. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.